Praise God. You can stand again. Stand up. Why don't you stretch a little bit? Corey, what kind of, what kind of stretches should we do? <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, this is uh, what I'm be ministering on, this little video here. And so the message is really Jesus is Lord over the wind and waves, but that was just too big of a title, so I just made it Jesus is Lord. So uh, but let's go ahead and pray. Father in heaven, we just give you praise and we give you glory. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word going forth. Lord, we have ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts that know you, hearts that are receptive. Lord, I thank you that you're teaching us, you're training us, showing us how to live, how to live in this crazy world and how to live well, how to live the abundant life, Father, and how to impact our world for Jesus Christ. And so I thank you today, Father, for courage today, uh, boldness, uh, fear, that fear would leave. I thank you for direction. I thank you for guidance. Um, Thank you for your help today, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You begin to be seated. So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Mark 4. Move this out of the way here. Mark 4. Mark 4 is a really great chapter. Uh, has the uh, parable of the sower. And I want to get into the, uh, the, the story of him rebuking the wind and the waves. Um, but I want to read uh, Mark 4, verse 33 and 34 first. So verse 33 says, With many stories like these, he presented his message to them, fitting the stories to their experience and maturity. He was never without a story when he spoke. And when he was alone with his disciples, he went over everything, sorting out the tangles and untying the knots. And I just love this little part here, uh, um, God's heart towards us. He wants us to know things. He wants us to have understanding. He doesn't want life to be a mystery. And so I just want you to know as you spend time in the Word, spend time with Him, as you go about the day, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, show you things. He wants to explain what's happening in the world, your place in the world, what's His purpose and His plan. And so I just want you to know wherever you're at, your level of maturity, He's going to get you more information. That's one of our prayers here for you, is that you'll grow up in all things, that you're going to be, you're maturing, you're growing You're not stagnant. You're not going backwards. Even during this time of shelter in place, people being home more, I believe praying that you're moving forward in the things of God, moving forward spiritually. All right, well, let's look at Mark uh, uh, 4, verse 35. I want to read this story here. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. On that same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side of the lake. And leaving the throng, they took with him just as he was in the boat in, in which he was sitting, and other boats were with him. And a furious storm of wind, of hurricane proportions, arose. And the waves kept beating into the boat so that it was already becoming filled. But he himself was in the stern of the boat, asleep on the leather cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Master, do you not care that we are perishing? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush now. Be stilled, muzzled. And the wind ceased, sank to rest as if exhausted by this beating. And there was immediately a great calm, a perfect peacefulness. And he said to them, 
Why are you so timid and fearful? How is it that you have no faith, no firmly relying trust? And they were filled with great awe and feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? There's a whole lot here. Um, and I just want to share a few uh, points that I, the Lord has shown me about this and what he has been saying to me. But the first part is found in verse 35 where Jesus says to, to the disciples, let us go over to the other side. And it's just like one of those things where you can just kind of pass it by. Well, that's really no big deal. Well, God is speaking. <laughs> God is directing us. He's telling us to go places and do certain things. He's got places for us to go. And he wants to clearly show us. And so I just really like this. And because in this particular um, time, if you keep on reading in, in Mark uh, 5, I don't know if you would know what happens in Mark 5, beginning of Mark 5, it's the madman of Gadara. So Jesus is about to face a madman that's well known in that area that has thousands of demons. Who wants to face that today on Father's Day? I mean, this guy, they couldn't uh, chain him down. They couldn't imprison him. I mean, and so Jesus, I mean, he may not know exactly what's happening, but he knows he's facing something big. And they're going there at night. They face the madman of Gadara. He's in an area of tombs at night. And wouldn't that be a great movie? You know, so talk about fear. I mean... There's a whole lot of things going on here, but God spoke to him, and Jesus said, we're going over to the other side. And so I just want you to know, you, 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 uh, as we, we've had this uh, happen with the, the COVID, and, and maybe you've gotten a little bit derailed. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but gotten derailed to where God's taking you. Well, go back to what he said to you and pick that back up. And if you don't know where you're going, get in prayer and find out because he's going to direct you. He's speaking even during this season. Did you know that? He's given us guidance. just like uh, Corey and Kai were saying. He had them going to a certain place, going to the other side. And so what has he said to you? You need to be obedient and you need to speak it out and, and tell people, hey, this is where we're going. With God's help, this is where we're going. So this storm arose and... The way it's uh, phrased, if you do a little study on it, it and, and again, they didn't have, um, you know, daily weather reports and uh, a weather person on the, you know, the news you can watch about what's going to be coming and predicting different things. They didn't know. And so everything, everything indicated it was going to be a calm trip for them. It wasn't necessarily a long trip, but it was, you know, everything looked fine. Um, they had no indication. But it's so... The, the language here is this storm came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. They weren't expecting it. They didn't know it was coming. And this wasn't just a, you know, a, you know, a nice little sprinkle of a shower here. You know, it, it, in the Amplified says it was a storm of hurricane proportions. And I don't know if you've been in high winds before, but it's something. It has a sound to it. A tornado has a, a sound to it. I mean, this, this was a terrifying storm. And then not, they're not in a home. They're not in a bunker. <laughs> they're in a boat out on the water when this happens. And so this is a real deal. This is a real problem. 
they're, they're, this real wind that they're, they're uh, feeling, and water is coming into their boat. And so this is a, a uh, serious uh, situation. And sometimes when storms come, and we all have storms, and we're really dealing with a storm on, you know, on a worldwide proportion right now. It's not just a storm that, you, that you're facing personally, but we're really facing it as a nation, but, but a lot of nations. Uh, Susie was talking with, her, with our contacts in, in India and all that they're going through. Uh, you know, and we've been suffering, but some other places of the world really suffering right now. I mean, like no food or no uh, opportunity for income. So there's a storm, and sometimes you wonder about this storm. Is, it, is there a storm in my life because of sin? Is there a storm in my life because of disobedience? That could be the case. But this storm could be there because of obedience. Jesus was going to the other side. Now the Lord obviously spoke to him about going to the other side. And this storm came to derail them. It came to stop them. It caused them, uh, that storm came to try to cause them to draw back. And, and that's what storms do. And so I just want to, you know, remind you, what has the Lord said to you? What was the Lord saying to you last year, late last year? What was the Lord saying to you at the beginning of this year? Remember what we were preaching on last year? What we were preaching on last year about reaching our city. We were preaching on movements of God. And then we started off 2020 actually training people in disciple making. How convenient now that we have 90 days of being separated, you know. I mean, really, I mean, it's it's difficult to reach out to someone when you're six feet from them. And then this has not only happened here, I mean, because we're, we're in contact with other ministers, it's derailed a lot of plans, a lot of people that would have been reached. And I'm not saying people aren't being reached by live streaming or whatever, but God, God, had, was, God was doing something, not only in the U.S., but in the world. And so this, this has been a derailment of that. It's been a storm. And so I just want to remind all of us, remind this church, what has the Lord said to us? And, and I just love, again, uh, Corey, thank you for sharing that today because that's exactly what needs to be happening. We need to be moving forward. And again, we're being wise about we're, how we're doing things here. But, sir, but, but Good News Church is more than just a service. It's a direction. It's about reaching our city with the gospel. It's about reaching people. It's about making disciples who make disciples. And we need to get, we need to keep on moving towards that and, and being obedient to the Holy Spirit and not be hunkered down and in a, in a wait-in-place mode. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people are kind of in that kind of a, a lulled state of and, 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 and some people, many believers, have gone backwards in their faith. They've, they've stopped reading their Bibles. They've stopped praying. Really, uh, really no interest in the things of God. 
And so in some sense, the enemy has been effective. But not with us, right? Not with us. We are moving forward. We're going to the other side. We're going on to what God has said for us to do. We're being obedient to what he's told us to do. Whatever's happening in the world. And we're not going to get distracted. And we're not going to get off track. And, uh, and that's, that's the enemy's in, in, uh, in, intention. So I don't know what kind of storms you're facing and obviously there's national and worldwide storms, but I know there's other things. I've had some other personal things, um, personal things that I've been dealing with that could really have de- uh, derailed me, where I'm really having to trust God. And if I let it, I mean, it could just really get to me. So when these things are hitting you from, from different areas, I mean, what, what, what are you going to do? And that's where you got to press into God. That's where you got to you got to you got to look to Him. And and I'm grateful for our over uh, 90 days of uh, daily prayer. Been doing that. Uh, we've been doing extra Bible reading, talking to to, to people and things that, you know, encouraging uh, each other. But God has got a plan, and I don't want you to miss out on what He's doing, and 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 draw back and be derailed. So there's a couple of ways to deal with the storm. The first one is what the disciples did, is freak out. And, and I think there's a lot of reason to be afraid right now. And we've been dealing with fear here at the church, but there's a whole lot of free reason to be afraid, especially for someone who likes order. Anybody here like order? Things are way out of order. How are you doing with your schedule? How are you doing with, you know, all the different things? So many things. It's just out of order. And that's, that, that's, that's just uh, difficult to deal with. And so the disciples, and, and, and again, I'm not blaming them. I mean, I, you know, being on that boat with the hurricane storm, I'm not blaming them, but they freaked out. And, and, and I hope that's not you. I hope you're not in panic. I hope you're not in, in fear mo- mode. Because when you're in fear mode, you make wrong decisions. When you're in panic mode, you make wrong decisions. We make good decisions when we're at in peace. And, and we need to be making the right decisions right now. So, so many are full of fear. Many are, are panicked. And then the disciples say this to Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? Don't you care that we are perishing? And so maybe you're saying that we were talking to some people the other day and and they have every reason and right to be discouraged, every right, you know, reason to be like, where is God? God, are you asleep? God, do you not care? I don't know if there's anybody here today that feels that way. Like, where's God? But I just want to remind you who your Heavenly Father is. Uh, Let's look at Psalm 91. I just want to tell you where He is and remind you where, where God is. Psalm 91. 
verse 14. And this is a great psalm to be in right now. If you read it every day and confessed it every day, you wouldn't go wrong by doing that. There's so many good things in there. But I just want to read the last part of Psalm 91, verse 14. Because he has set his love upon me. Has has he put his love upon you? Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. Has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness. Trusts and relies on me knowing I will never forsake him. No, never. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. It's not just a feeling. You've got to know. You've got to know where he is and know his heart and know his attitude towards you. He hears the prayers of the righteous, whether you feel it or not. He hears your prayers. And he's a God that responds. And I love what Ephesians 3.20 says, super abundantly more than I can ask or think or hope or dream or pray. That's the kind of God he is. That's who he is. He's bigger than any storm. He's bigger than any problem. He's bigger than any trial. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Other people, they're going to leave you. You look around and they're gone. Try to call them and they don't call you back. But you call upon me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. He's a God that knows how to deliver. He knows how to, he's a God that knows how to save. He's a God that knows how to provide. Even during the storm, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him. That is one promise I am standing on. I don't care how it looks. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Every day, he's showing me salvation. Every day, he's showing me who he is. I'm preaching better than you're responding today. You're kind of at home in your pajamas, just kind of sitting there. He will deliver. He will set free. He will provide. He will come through. He will empower you. He will give you courage. He will give you strength. He will help you. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you guidance. He'll show you things to come. He'll help you navigate through the storm. Or even better, he'll give you the words to speak to the storm. And then, so that's, that's the Old Testament Let's read some in the New Testament about where God is. He's he's not asleep. In fact, the Bible says he never sleeps nor slumbers. I don't know how he does that. I wouldn't mind. I think I'd want that, but maybe not. Uh, Hebrews 13, verse 5. Let your character or moral disposition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstances with what you have for he God himself has said 
I will not in any way fail you. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I don't, I don't know who that's for today, but he's not going to leave you. He's not left you. He's there. That's when, it's when you don't feel him is when you need to know that he's there. And not only there, but he's an active, responsive God, Heavenly Father. He cares about uh, every situation, every detail of your life. So he's an active God. I will not in any way fail you, nor, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. Meaning he want, he's wanting to provide. I will not, I will not. He's just kind of emphasizing that. I will not in any de- degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort in our encouraged. We should be encouraged today. You are encouraged and confident and boldly say, The Lord is my helper. Let's say it together. The Lord is my helper. Say it again. The Lord is my helper. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. He's not asleep. He's not slumbering. He's there. He's got hold of us. And he's got everything that's needed for us to fulfill the plan of God. Now it's it's just us. Are we going to cooperate? You have to take steps of faith. You have to to move. Even when you don't feel like it or it doesn't look like anything's happening, being obedient to what he's saying to do. What is he saying to you? He's got a way for it to come to pass. Amen. I think I'm preaching to myself today. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. A lot of things to be alarmed about. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. You know, last night I was uh, at the church. It was about, uh, I don't know what time it was. I think 8 o'clock. And I was getting ready to come back, go back home. And I pull out in the Ward Road, and 10 police cars come flying down Warren Road, heading towards the, uh, you know, the bridge, the Warren Road Bridge. That always makes you feel good. I don't know, I, I didn't really see anything in the news. I don't really know what happened, but whatever you say, 10 police cars... You know, you're you're like wondering. I mean, there's just a lot of things all of us can be concerned about. About the economy. About our health. About our finances. About our government. Anybody concerned about the government? You know, a whole thing's happening in the world. Things happening between China and the U.S., Things happening between Russia and the U.S. Things happening between the U.S. and Iran. <laughs> I mean, and maybe you got a, a, an ugly neighbor. I mean, I don't know what all that's going on, but there's just a, a whole lot of things to be concerned about. 
I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. What can man do to me? So what I'm saying to you today, I think, is, uh, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm saying this to myself, go on with your life. Move forward with your life. Move forward with what God's saying to you. Don't stay in place. Don't be comfortable in this, in this situation right now. Move forward and do what he's telling you to do. But I love what Jesus did. Verse 39. He arose and rebuked the wind. I mean, how does the guy sleep during a hurricane wind storm? They woke him up. How does he do that? I mean, what was he taking? Melatonin? I mean, what? I mean, that's pretty good, man. That's a lot of, a lot of peace. That's a whole lot of peace. And I don't know, I'm not quite at that level, but there is a hurricane storm. You're in a boat that's not like, it's not like a yacht or like a cruise ship. I've been on a cruise ship in a storm, and I've been there when the cups are sliding across the table. Oh, they weren't really sliding. We had tablecloths, but certain things were sliding. We'll put it that way. I mean, even in a cruise ship, and it wasn't a hurricane, I felt it. How in the world is he asleep? So they woke him up, and, and I just love this because he's, you know, you know how when you wake up and you've been in a, he's obviously was in a deep sleep. And you know what it is when you wake up from a deep sleep, I mean, you're just kind of out of it. This is Jesus being out of it. He arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, hush now, be still, muzzled. That's pretty good. And the wind ceased and sank to, to rest as if exhausted by its beating. There was immediately a great calm and a perfect peacefulness. Now, I used to think about this and, you know, because one translation says that he, he, he reprimanded them. And so there's kind of a rebuke here. You know, where, where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? And I used to think that the reason why that he did that is because he wanted them to calm the storm. Does that kind of make sense? That they should have been the ones to calm the storm? But, you know, kind of just thinking about it and meditating on it, you know, Mark 11 is when he talks about speaking to the mountain and really makes a big point of his words. And so that's, you know, seven chapters later. And so I'm not sure that he was rebuking them about them not exercising their faith with their words. And we know to do that. But I think what he was reprimanding them about was that they didn't trust in him to handle the situation. They weren't secure enough in his love and who he was that he could handle it. And so Jesus is saying, like, where's your faith? Why are you so afraid? Am I not here? 
They, they weren't secure in his... I mean, he was present with them. He'd already said, we're going to the other side. And so I think that's a, 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 a something that if I was going to be feeding on something right now during this season, you know, of course, something like Psalm 91 would be great, Psalm 23, different things like that. But I'd be feeding on scriptures like Hebrews 13 there too about God's love. Because you're not going to get anywhere if you're not secure in his love. And if you're not secure in who you are as his son and daughter. And so those are things I'd be feeding on right now. Putting them in my heart. Saying them out. And then when you have that kind of security, there's just a trust. There is a peacefulness. You're able to sleep. Now, do I think now that to, to the storms right now, do we need to be sticking, speaking to storms with our words? Absolutely. You need to be speaking to the storms in your life. But I just want you to know that even if you don't say it all just right, God's got your back. God's there. God's going to help you. God's going to come through this time. And so our confidence is not in our faith. And this is where I think sometimes we get off. is like our confidence is in our ability to speak, in, in, in our words, in, in our memorizing scriptures or having... No, our confidence is in God. But he has given us authority. He's given us authority to, to rebuke the devil. He's given us authority, not just to rebuke, but cast devils out of people. He's given us authority to, to speak to sickness and disease and tell it to go. He's given us authority in this city and in this area to pray for the government and pray for the police and pray for, if, if racism is here, for it to come down. He's given us authority. And, and, I, and I'm not judging anybody, but in, in, in all the cities in the U.S., the church needs to stand up and walk in our authority and not be silent and to speak, especially as God gives us inspiration. But certainly we can speak the word. And if there's a storm brewing over Augusta, we need to tell it to hush. And if there's a storm brewing in your house, you need to stand up and speak to it in the name of Jesus and expect it to go and expect it to stop. The devil has to flee. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now, so many times though, it's like we're waiting on God. I mean, we have Malachi 3 where it says he'll rebuke the devourer. And so will God rebuke the devourer? Jesus defeated the devil. Am I, am I too close over here? I'll get back up here because I've been known to spit. I'm a spitter. Well, I'll be safe here, Christina. 
says God will rebuke the devourer in Malachi 3. And, but we're talking Old Testament. Jesus defeated the devil, whooped him 2,000 years ago, paraded him, and it's pretty embarrassing, naked down the streets of hell. Defeated him. And so he, how much more defeating does he need to do? Does he need to go back and defeat the devil, go into hell and defeat the devil? Does he need to do it again? I think once is enough. But what needs to happen now is believers need to know who they are, what they have, and what they can do. And it's not arrogance and look at me. And again, it's not confidence in our flesh or in our ability to say the right things and all of that. But he's given us the authority. And, and, and we need to speak to storms. And, and he said, he spoke what he wanted. He wanted the wind to stop and the waves to be calm. And then he said he's going to the other side. So we need to speak to the storms, but we also want to say, speak to where we're going. And, 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 and what's it going to look like on the other side? Start calling things that are not as though they were. And, 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 and I'm not just saying, well, okay, well, I'm just going to start you know, calling a million dollars in my bank account. I mean, maybe you can do that, but is that what God's telling you to say? Do you have uh, a scriptural basis for that? Now, I have certain things that I'm speaking. I'm speaking this building paid off. We've got about um, a half a million dollars, a little over half a million dollars we own this building. I think I got them in a good, pretty good place to, to be calling that in. I'm calling our house that I live in paid for. Now, what's the best kind of a car? Paid for a car. Is that right? I don't have to have all, I mean, you can have, I mean, it's better to have all the fancy things than for it to be paid for, but I don't have to have all that if it's paid for. So I'm calling that in. I'm calling in my house paid for. I'm calling in this, and so I just want to encourage you, start getting a little bold in what you're, what you're speaking and what you're saying. But it's not just about things being paid for. What about the city? What about the 800,000 people that live here? And what about many of them that don't know Jesus? And what about many of the believers that are kind of, you know, they're asleep. There's a whole lot of those. All right, I I think I'm... I'm slapping I'm hitting the, the podium a lot today. <laughs> All righty, I think I'm done. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. So just be open your heart. If he hasn't 
already spoken to you last year, early this year, what he said to you. I just uh, encourage you to be obedient. But if he hasn't spoken to you, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus, you give each person here wisdom. You give each person here a place of where they're going. Show them why they're here in this earth. What's their purpose? And give them the next steps. Everybody here, Father, everybody's watching. Everybody's a part of Good News, News Church. Lord, give them next steps for their lives. And Father, you give them wisdom, you give them courage, you give them boldness. And Father, I just pray for them to step out, start walking on the water, and doing exploits for the kingdom. I pray this in Jesus' name.